Hey everyone, Badass Bonus Bomb here, uh, getting ready for a scatter chat, and just wanted to jump on and give you that content warning, uh, the language warning. I do not censor myself, so uh, if your your little ones are listening, you know, maybe pop your AirPods in or uh, save this for for a better time. Hey everyone, Badass Bonus Mom here for another episode. I am out on the back porch. It's actually a little chilly, but uh, attempting to use a different microphone for better sound quality, but I still hear lots of birds, so (laughs) that may pick up. I'm not entirely sure. Um, So I have really struggled this week. The kids are gone, and I've just struggled with picking a topic to talk about. Because I've got this massive list of things that I have all kinds of opinions on. And I have no fucking idea uh, which one to start with. So I'm we're going to do teaching independence. Because the kids have um, recently really fell into their... Oh, run, squirrel, run. <laughs> the dogs are trying to catch a squirrel. Um Recently, the kids have really fell into their um, chore roles in in our household. So I, in our townhouse before we bought our house, they had to clean their room because they shared a room, all three of them, while we were looking for a house. So, you know, they didn't have strict um, chore roles. Uh, But as we moved into our new house, you know, they each, they have their own rooms. Uh, They have basically their own bathroom um, and things get chaotic massively fast. My house will be so pretty and clean and then the kids come and it's like a bomb went off, which is fine. I don't mind living in chaos. Uh, I kind of thrive in it, but it is nice to have a clean house every now and then. So, uh, teaching independence, they've recently really fell into like they know they're not allowed to play video games unless their chores are done. So, uh, distributing age appropriate chores. Our oldest son is 10. Um, uh, he has to. They, uh, since COVID, the, you know, I do a, like a split of somebody wipes doorknobs, somebody wipes, wipes light switches. Um, so he does one of those, goes around and uh, disinfects all of those while his sister would do the opposite. So one doorknob, one light switch. That's an additional one since COVID that's just kind of preventative. But basics, um, one unloads and loads, one person unloads the dishwasher, one person loads. I do the pots and pans that don't go in the dishwasher and typically clean the counters because they still haven't quite learned how to really disinfect the counters. We're working on it. (laughs) We're working on it. They'll just like wipe it with water and think that it's clean. Um, which I'm like, nah, not quite. So, uh, it's taken a while to really 
get them into unloading and loading the dishwasher because uh, their mom does it at their house, which is totally fine. But I'm like, I hate dishes. So you're going to help because you're the reason I have all these dishes. (laughs) So I mean, even now it's like, where does this go? Where does this go? Where does this go? I'm like, come on guys. Let's, so we've been working on problem solving. If I'm unavailable to answer the question of where this goes, especially cause you've put it away like 105 times before this thing, but they're really falling into doing it without me having to tell them, which is awesome. As a parent, that's like a freaking win. That's something uh, <laughs> that when they do, I'm like, hey, way to do it without being reminded. Rock on. So uh, then they both split trash and recycling. So we have an indoor recycling and an indoor trash can. And they have to take them to the outdoor. Excuse me. Um, and then we head to the bathrooms. <laughs> so... I have told my 10-year-old son that he's on toilet duty and he has had to clean many a toilet over again for not doing it right the first time. But I have, he says, why do I always have to do the toilets? I said, well, (laughs) because you're the one that pees on them. Let's just keep it real. Our five-year-old still sits because he's still not quite tall enough, but he just sits. So whatever. And our daughter sits, so it's like, hey, bud, you're the one that's not holding your penis when you pee and peeing all over the place. So I just don't know what to tell you. Until you stop doing that, you're going to clean the toilets. And he's done a really good job. I'm highly impressed. Now, he's had to redo it a couple times while my daughter does sinks, and she's had to redo it a couple times. (laughs) But it didn't take very many times redoing it before they started doing it right the first time. (sighs) Oh, buddy, excuse me. So, um, they have really been excelling in doing those things without me asking or coming. Now, obviously, their goal is to play the video games. But, like, I've walked into the kitchen and, and been like, oh, did you take the trash out already? I didn't have to say anything. Rock on. Like, yes, independent children is my goal. So then recently, uh, daddy taught them how to mow the backyard, which is fun because we live, we have a hill (laughs) and they didn't get the going side to side, uh, that we kept trying to tell them it's easier to go side to side long ways and not up and down the hill (laughs) every time they didn't get it. So, you know, we let them do it the hard way and they were exhausted by the time they were done. They were like, man, that's hard. I was like, yeah, now you know why I bitch about having to mow the lawn. So, um, they don't like doing that, but they are, they are capable and do know how to do that. So, uh, biggest thing for teaching independence for me, and I, uh, let me not leave out the five-year-old. He has his chores. He has to clean the shared room with his brother while his brother does everything else. Um, because he is typically the cause of all the chaos, um, but he makes his bed and he does, he's, he's had to redo a couple beds, but he's, he does a pretty good job. Um, and he's typically excited to do chores because that means he might get to play the game. 
But recently with teaching independence, um, we've been doing cooking and how to cook for yourself because God love my mother. I love you. But she didn't really teach me how to cook because she doesn't like to cook, um, which is fine. But I want them to be able to cook and do things that I kind of had to teach myself when I got older. And um, even though I don't like cooking, I still, you know, do cook. So uh, it is also nice that they can make eggs for themselves. That's their recent discovery is that they can both fry an egg for breakfast. So they eat fried egg sandwiches for breakfast, uh, then turn around and make another one for lunch. We went through like 30, 30 plus eggs in like four days when they learned how, and they were so super excited about it. Um, so, I mean, they've been making their own breakfast for a while because I work and I can't always stop to make them breakfast, but I don't typically do just cereal or just waffles. Um, I try to always have available protein for them to match. Um, so if they want cereal, that's fine, but they need to have a protein with it. Some, some peanut butter on toast or, uh, sausage. Um, I get sausage they can put in the microwave. It's not the greatest in the microwave. I mean, it's still good, but you know, it's better on the stove, but we still haven't got quite that far yet. Um, We'll focus on one thing at a time. So feeding themselves has really um, been fun. And now when I cook, they're, they're up my butt. Like, can I help? Can I help? Can I help? And, you know, you want them to, to be that eager to learn. And then sometimes you're like, dude, get away. I just want to fix dinner and sit down. So we take the time certain meals and certain times, usually on weekends and not during the week, but, uh, where I'm like, okay, now you, let's come in here. We'll teach you how to do this or we'll show you how I do it. Cause I live with, like, I do everything with the air fryer now because it's fucking easy and fish in the air fryer is so good. Side note. Um, any kind of fish in the air fryer is good. <laughs> Side note. Um, but teaching, <laughs> them to do these chores has been a journey um because and I don't know what they do at their mom's house as far as chores I know they clean their own rooms at their mom's house so sometimes it baffles me that I'm like hey go clean your room and I go in and I'm like what is that that's clean no now I cannot be mad at my nine-year-old daughter because like I kept a chaotic room. In fact, I still keep a chaotic room. I living. I, I'm. It's like creative chaos. I know where everything is for the most part. <laughs> it's, it's this massive creative chaos that she also thrives in and lives in and doesn't care about. So, uh, but at the same time, they leave toys down. The dog eats it. They all got rabbit. They or they all got stuffed animals for Easter, and all three stuffed animals have lost their eyeballs because our our puppy is just shy of one and I'm like if you leave it down she's gonna eat an eyeball she's gonna be an eyeballless can you fix it I mean I can but she'll probably just pull it off again (laughs) might as well leave it off (laughs) so we are pretty hardcore on chores here especially because the game is such a thing excuse me again my goodness so 
I'm not editing out those yawns, by the way, because it's just fucking real life. Like, it's morning. I'm tired. I got woke up in the middle of the night or early morning and couldn't go back to sleep. So, it's just real life. Um, but I don't like giving free game time because they become so obsessive about it. I am... I have always been, and their dad's on board with this, even though he is a gamer, he's still very like, uh, no, you didn't earn that game time. You know, the only time I use it for, hey, just free game time is um, if I'm trying to work and it's just one of those days where I can't get anything done because everyone's up my butthole. They've camped out, they've made a fire, like they're just in there. And I'm like, okay, seriously, just go play your game and leave me alone so I can get some work done. And I, that happens rarely, but still happens. Um, or those Saturdays where dad's at work and you know, it's, it's, it's school time. And so they only see us every other weekend and they're driving me nuts. They're bouncing off walls. It's winter. We can't go to do a whole lot or it's raining. There's just not much to do or so the game I use <clears throat> only in those instances as like free game. Otherwise, they earn that shit because if you know me, you know I'm not. A, I, I hate video games. <laughs> I think they fry your brain. Not even that. I've just never been interested in them. They don't hold my interest for long. Um, I, I sit and I play with the kids sometimes, but they typically beg me. And I'm like, I don't know why you beg me because as soon as I start playing, you laugh at me because I suck for one, two it just does not hold my interest for long. I'm like, I don't know how you could sit for hours and do that. And on the reverse side of that, like my parents used to talk to us and we would be staring at the television, mouth open, drooling, you know, and have no recollection of what they said. So similar, (laughs) similar results, but at least, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not a huge game fan. So they earn it here. So they know doing their chores and doing that right the first time gets them more game time. Uh, so they're all about it now. I mean, they've had to redo some chores and go back and do some things, but they also, um, pick the yard up, um, before, before I mow, if I'm mowing, they take the cans out every Thursday. Um, they bring them back in like that's, I mean, I remind them, but it's their responsibility when they're here because I do everything when they're not here. Um, and so it's a nice break for me, damn it. And I will take it. Next Next on the list is laundry. Now I have a... I don't have a, a super accessible laundry room, so that should be fun. Um, you could be like my sister and wash your clothes and fabric softener for like two years and have no idea until somebody watched her do laundry. Yeah, I'm calling you out, girl. I'm calling you out. She had no desire to do laundry, so she just didn't listen when we showed her how to do it. She washed her clothes and fabric softener for two years. It's like the best story ever, other than the blinker fluid story, but I'll save that for another time. Maybe we can get her on the podcast to talk about it. (laughs) Anyways, so uh, we're going to segue into just something completely different because I don't have a late night ramble for you. My brain has just totally been on like overdrive. Um, if you haven't watched uh, like all of the the shows that Netflix is putting on uh, in regards to black excellence and um, 
racism and uh, anti-racism, I highly, highly suggest you take a look. Um, all of the movie platforms are doing it. They all have maybe a little something different or maybe one or two shows that are, are different. Last night I watched a comedy uh, segment by, um, uh, damn it, this is way too early. I can't remember his name, but I will put it in the show in the notes because it was great. It was, it was a nice comedic relief from how serious everything else is. Um, because it is, it's totally serious and it needs to be serious and we need to continue to take it seriously because, um, this is not going to end anytime soon. I mean, we are working and pushing for reform and massive, uh, in an accelerated way because so many people are like what the fuck but uh this is only the beginning this is only the beginning so um if you haven't seen the uh 13th is what it's called and it's talking about the 13th amendment and it's a documentary so it's not quite as um it's emotional it's very emotional uh but it is not a one specific story it's many so it is it i don't want to say easy to watch because that's not a fair assessment it is maybe not as emotionally draining to watch but it's super educational i mean if you don't understand that prison systems are a business <laughs> and that prisons are a business yeah you definitely need to take a look it's called 13th um, on Netflix and it takes you through the criminalization of black people um, in the media by our own president uh, Reagan to Bush to Clinton um, Obama being the first to kind of say what the fuck this is not right you know uh, and actually say it out loud because um uh, they knew they knew what they were doing and they knew they were pacifying certain things and covering up other things and then criminalizing a group of people. So it goes through that and it's just um, a fantastic educational um, listen. I also highly, highly suggest Sean King's The Breakdown for like current events in um, he talks, I mean, he's constantly every day putting out something new. Um, uh, it, it usually makes me very angry because it's just, uh, um, more and more injustice, but it's needed information because I have the privilege of shutting down and, and I have the privilege of turning things off when I get overwhelmed and black people do not. So I can't stop fighting or using my voice or using my vote um, because it is still important to vote, in my opinion. Do I think it solves all of the problems? No. But I think raising good humans does <laughs> so solve some, some of it. Um, so a little about how we talk to the kids about what's going on. Um, in in the world in regards to race. So they are mixed. Um, their dad is mixed. So, and our, our daughter is extremely 
aware, she picks up everything. If I've got the news on, she may not be paying full attention, but she'll, she'll randomly ask me a question about it later. So in this instance, Jesse, what's a riot? All right, well, let's talk about what a riot is. Then let's reverse and talk about what protesters are, the difference between protesting and looting, uh, what are people, what are instigators, and, and what know that there's certain people who go to protest just to tick people off for no other reason to t than to cause chaos because they're just, they thrive in chaos and they like it. Um, negative chaos, not the chaos of our bedrooms. <laughs> Uh, or not the uh, creative artistic chaos I like to live in as well. But uh, so we had that conversation and then we progressed to, okay, so why are people mad? Why are people protesting? Why are people uh, calling for change? So uh, sat them, our two oldest down, you know, and like, hey, you know, I know you've heard the news a little bit, but here's, here's what happened. You know, there were some police officers. Um, they were arresting a man for whatever reason. It, it shouldn't matter. Um, but things took a turn and this man died in their custody um, and it's on video and it's very plain to see that they could have prevented his death and they did it. So I do not think as their stepmom, I'm not going to show them that video personally. Um, Dad did not want to show them that video. Do I think they need to see it at some point? Absolutely. Um, that is something I feel like between mom and dad needs to be discussed personally. However, do I still bring the issue up? Do we still talk about it? Do I still tell them about it? Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not sugar, I'm not super sugarcoating anything because it's something they need to be aware of and something they're hearing about. So let's just talk about it before you make your own uneducated thoughts on it or your own just naive, I'm 10 and I'm nine and I have no idea exactly what's going on. So, um, the way I explained it is, is that, you know, these officers could have prevented his death and they chose not to. Um, and then one being the one who actually, he chose not to get off of this man and he then died. So, and, and my daughter's immediate response is, oh my God, that's so wrong. Like that, I, I don't understand. I'm like, well, none of us understand, like, why wouldn't you? save this man's life if you have the opportunity I said so that's why people are mad but they're I said let's talk about what is accountability um so how do I hold you accountable for things um and so my older oldest son not as uh, easy to explain to the word accountability um so I had to go you know like when you're at school so I use the example of school. Like when you're at school and somebody, you or your friend or another classmate does something they're not supposed to do, who calls, who tells them that's wrong, right? Like who tells them, hey, that's not within the rules. Um, you're going to miss recess time. Like who tells them that? The teacher. Okay, the teacher. So who else can tell them that? And, and they kind of look and I'm like, you guys can tell them that, right? Your, your, your friends can say, Hey dude, what are you doing? That's not, that's not cool. You know, that's not nice. I said, it would be like if somebody were being bullied, uh, you would, we would, we encourage you as your parents to step up and say, Hey, 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 not cool, dude. You know, we don't, ex that's not acceptable. 
You don't have to like this person, but you are not going to bully them. And that's how we, you know, um, encourage them to step up for their peers. So in this instance, people are angry because these cops, yes, they were fired, but they're not being charged with murder. And they could have prevented his death. Um, they should be held accountable for their actions. So they should be held for the uh, responsible for the choices that they made. And even if they were bad ones, even if they're, you know, like we need to be held accountable. So then we talked about personal accountability and what it means. So who I tell the kids all the time when they tattle, who are you in charge of myself? Okay. So if you have a problem, you can come to me, but that they get that really naggy, tattly, tattly, uh, stuff going on. And I'm like, Hey, who are you responsible for? Like you're, I want you to be responsible for your actions, not your brother's actions or not your sister's actions. Um, you let me as the parent take care of teaching them that you show them with your action. You show them, uh, show them what are acceptable actions, show them personal accountability, but don't Uh, the tattling. I want you to show them. I want you to show them by example that you know what the right things to do are instead of just tattling all the time. Uh, and so that's kind of how we approach personal accountability. So then we talked about that, like who is responsible for your actions? If you do something bad or something you're not supposed to do, you know, what's the responsible thing to do in that situation is to, you know, you take your consequence and, and you man up. I don't know, man up's not a great word to use, I guess. Uh, but you, you own up, own up is better. Own up to what um, you did wrong. So I've geared our conversation mostly to personal accountability and then accountability in jobs. So how do I explain that in school, it's your teacher who, who holds you accountable and above her is like the principal and other teachers. And um, so in a job, when you go into a job, any job, I use mine because I'm a nurse. So in nursing, yes, there are good and bad nurses, um, but who holds them accountable? You know, uh, who holds them responsible for their actions? Well, one, they do to their peers or their fellow nurses, but then there's always somebody above them. You know, we always have a manager or a manager above a manager, you know, um, that is, is supposed to hold, that's part of their job description is to hold them accountable that if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or they're putting people at risk or they're harming people, there's somebody there to call them out. So what do we want in this situation? We want accountability. We want it from the person, probably not going to get it. But we want it from the officers because, you know, we, we expect you treat people as human beings. However, we're not getting it. So who do we go to? Peers, not getting it. Uh, not getting it like we should be anyways. Um, so then we go to the managers and the bosses above him and I, people are angry because they are not calling him or not forcing him to own up to and be responsible for his actions. So that is why people are angry. And that is why we say Black Lives Matter is because this is a specific problem targeted 
to black people more often than white people. It doesn't mean white people's lives aren't important. It doesn't mean that all, and I have to specifically say I'm not speaking badly about all cops because they live with a police officer. So I kind of, I I don't want to send them home with this like, fuck the police mentality. Even though like I feel that and I understand that mentality, as people are they're just fed up and I, I totally get it. They're fed up. So I like to think of them as a system. And, and what I want is that good police officers step up and say, this is fucking wrong because I expect that nurses as, a, as my people, they're my people, right? Nurses are my fucking people. Medical personnel are my fucking people. I expect them in a situation where somebody's putting someone's life at risk no matter risking their job because I would risk my life for all of my patients I had to step up and say what in the actual fuck you're going to kill somebody I am not comfortable with this I'm saying something to somebody I'm going to say it to you I'm going to say it to my boss I'm going to say it to my boss's boss if they don't listen to me but I'm going to say it until you do something about it because you're risking my patient's life So why, in my mind, why is it so hard for police officers to do that? There's a whole system in place that makes it difficult for them to do that. I do understand that. But I do not want the kids to just automatically see police and be like, oh my God, fuck the police. I want them to see them as humans. However, understand at some point we will have the conversation about uh, the system of police and it and not the individuals so you know we don't specifically say and that's both me and my significant other like we don't specifically say that yes we listen to nwa and yes we do listen to a lot of things that say that about the police because that's how those people really feel about it and so you know i can't deny those feelings um, but the biggest the biggest focus I wanted was accountability. So you're accountable for your actions. And then when you go into a profession, and I always use nursing because that's my profession. And then it's not, it's not directly stating anything negative about another profession because I have experience in nursing. And I have worked with nurses. I've worked with, we'll call them nurses that were burnout, tired, um, had a lot going on, but they weren't bad nurses. So those aren't the bad nurses, the bad nurses. And I've really only come across like one or two in my career that I just was like, oh my God, you're going to kill somebody because you just are, are negligent or unaware or just don't care. Um, and, and every time I've had to go and say something to somebody like, dude, they make me nervous and this is why they make me nervous. Um, can you, you know, retrain, do something like do something because they kill somebody and I'm here like, uh, it's going to be a problem. Like I, I also help take care of the patients that they take care of. And I do not want my patients' lives at risk because they are uneducated or just don't care or sometimes just not in the right profession, um, you know, or have only there for the money. That's a horrible nurse right there. Uh, and yes, I'll say it is a horrible nurse. If you're only there to make the money, you're not in the right profession. Now, is nursing hard? Absolutely. Is nurse burnout a real thing? Fuck yes, it is. But does it make you a bad nurse? No, it just makes you a tired nurse and an overworked nurse. Um, but I always use my profession because it, I, I don't 
want to demonize other professions that I've never experienced and I've never been in. Now I can tell you, I feel differently or I have more feelings about it than what I express to the kids, but they're 10 and nine, you know? So how do I express that to them on their level? So we focused in when we talked to them about accountability and how they can be held account, you know, and, and I encourage them to be held, hold themselves accountable excuse me, for their actions, because I'm going to give you an example of a teachable moment for uh, what I've expressed to them is that, you know, we're all going to fuck up. We're all going to do bad things. And yes, this was a a major, major, massive fuck up deserves to be in prison. But um, on a kid level, we're all going to fuck up. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to make decisions that were not good decisions. What matters to me and as as a human is how you react to those situations. So teachable moment, not directly related, but still close enough. Um, my daughter was, you know, learning to fry her eggs while I was standing with her. Uh, while she was doing two eggs, because two is harder for them to flip. So they do one at a time when I when the, they do it by themselves. But I was there. So I was like, throw two in there. Well, she went to flip it too early. And she flipped it all up, out of the pan, all over the stove. And she's like, I'm so dumb. And I was like, whoa, you're not dumb, for one thing. That's self self-esteem moment. But whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you made a mistake. Totally fine. In this instance, uh, what I want you to know is how you react to the mistake is what matters the most. And this is after like the dog chewed a sprinkler and I screamed with bloody murder at him because I was pissed it was the second (laughs) sprinkler. So, you know, I'm not always the greatest example, but (laughs) um, in this instance, you know, it's how you react to your mistake. Uh, you made a mistake. You flipped it out of the pan. Hey, hey, Jesse, I made a mistake. Uh, how do I fix this? Can you help me? Um, you know, or uh, hey, Jesse, I may, you know, say something, ask for help, but it's how you react. So calling yourself dumb isn't going to change what happened. It's it's not going to change the outcome. The outcome is, okay, I flipped this out of the pan. How do I fix it? You know, so in life, when when we mess up, we fuck up, we, you know, it's how we react that's important. Um, and so we've really focused in on, on personal accountability and accountability in your jobs um, and that your actions have consequences. Um, and yes, we do focus in on treating people with kindness. That is something we've always, you know, focused on is um, not pe- treating people differently because they are different than us um, and being good human beings in general. That is something that we have always, always pushed with the kids. Um, but so I, this is just a, we'll call this a scatter chat today because <laughs> it's just scatter chats. We just talked about some things. Um, what's on my mind? You know, there's a lot on my mind. I think there's a lot on everybody's mind right now. So, um, but I hope this maybe helps you talk about it with your kids. Um, you know, yeah, no, you may not agree with how we do or do not do things um, in our house. But, you know, what works for you is what works for you. And what works for us is what works for us. So there are topics that I, I don't touch on in super specifics because I am stepmom, um, bonus mom, you know, and, and some things I feel like should be discussed between mom and dad. And um, But please believe that, um, you know, 
it's still something we're bringing up. It's still a conversation we're having. It's still something our kids are very aware of because especially our daughter picks up on all of the news and that I, I feel like their increase in nightmares has been related to the increase in negative energy. Um, I'm like, uh, in my, you know, they're waking up, they're having nightmares, they're crying. I'm like, dude, dude, they feel it. They feel the shift in the force. And we all kind of feel the shift in the force. So uh, may the force be with you <laughs> in all of this. Uh, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I always forget to plug this, but if you guys have questions or topics you want to talk about, um, or we'll call them um, corrective criticisms or kind comments, um, I will delete any kind of nastiness, but um, badassbonusmom at gmail.com is my handle here. So uh, this is Badass Bonus Mom Speaks, and this was your uh, weekly scatter chat. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay strong. And keep it pushing, keep it moving, keep fighting for justice.